Hi guys, welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK. You're listening to episode 5 of season 1, the penultimate episode of this season, where we're talking about boss battles, Gollum's birthday song, and bad wedding advice. Now there's a combination for all occasions. Over this season, you're getting an introduction and deeper look at all things Access, so settle in for some cosy conversation from our world of PlayStation. For now though, get your health potions ready, as we're about to begin. Hello everybody, welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast, hosted by me, Vicar Ashmelia, that's from Bloodborne, and also joined by Dave, the boss, in air quotes, Jackson. I got that reference, hello everybody. Yes, also the Rosidents. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah, that's like... The, that's <laughs> Rosie has no idea. <laughs> what that is. No well played, Rosie, I don't think anyone suspected a thing. Brush it, brush it away, brush it <laughs> That's like the Radiance from Hollow Knight. Oh, I haven't got that far yet. Yes, that and also, one hit Rob. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I like it. Someone's got to take What's the duff from? name. It's just that's just life. If someone's got to take the duff name, Rob. Oh. Someone's got to have it. Oh, it's not that bad. So just a boss that gets killed in one hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have been. I have been killed in one hit by yeah. that savage burn. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. There yeah, we well go. Played. Nice. Played. Right. So this episode is all about boss battles. If those fun little names didn't give the game away, we're going to be talking about boss encounters in our main feature. But we also have comments of the week for community highlights from the hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Uh, Come on, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the before we go section for some coverage outside of gaming. But first, here is the classic question, guys. What's new? So, guys, we're in the what's new section, and I'm going to tell you what is new with PlayStation. We have got the new PlayStation Plus lineup, or at least some of it, announced on the blog, which you can check out now. So please go there to look at all of the games which are going to come to Europe on the 23rd of June. It launches in other territories a little bit earlier, but Europe is the 23rd. So again, check out the blog for your date if you're not in Europe. This is when Essential, Extra and Premium tiers are going to come to PlayStation and I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about some games that are in the premium tier because all of the games will be in the premium tier. Because why not? Woo! Uh, so there's there's loads coming. There's a big list. If you take a look at the blog post, there's so much to be excited for. So we're going to talk about a few games that are coming to the service that we like or we're excited to play. And guys, take it away. I want to hear some games that you're going to get on when PlayStation Plus new comes. I was, I was extremely excited be- um, because... There are a whole bunch of games that I've sadly missed that I've been really, I've really wanted to play. Two that immediately spring to mind, funnily enough, are Dead Cells and Celeste. Yeah. Which I think will be right up my street. Um, I love the art style and um, both of them I just hear, I like the gameplay is just mwah. And as we discussed recently, gameplay's my thing. Yeah, Celeste so, is so hard. Really? Oh yeah. God, Have is you it guys too hard? Celeste? Yeah. Oh, I really want to. I gave up. Really? Yeah, I also gave up. I, oh my God, is it I that loved, hard? Yeah. I loved it. Well, no, not really, Dave. You know, I give up on everything. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was more talking about Ash. I was like, oh yeah, Rob, okay, whatever you say. Ash has given up. Oh yeah. my God. But but I got really caught up in trying to get all the collectibles because you collect ah. strawberries as you go up and also... Were you um, trying to get the platinum no, as no, well? No, no, no. This is one of the games on PlayStation that I kind of picked up before I got into the, the trophy mindset. Right. But I was Are really, you saying before you joined Access? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I was, I was really excited to play it fully and get all of the challenges done and kind of just experience all of it just because I wanted to do the challenge. And I think that's what hindered me. I, I didn't focus on climbing the mountain. I focused on getting all the collectibles. And the collectibles are hard. They're supposed to be a challenge. Like you're supposed to do the mountain and then go back and clean everything up. Um, so that's why I ended up stopping playing it or giving up on it. I would absolutely go back though. Because I think now that I've had a bit more time with, with other titles that are similar, I would definitely return and play it again. It, it's so beautiful. And the messaging in it is really nice. And the music and the settings, it's great. And it's also got tons of accessibility features features to make it as you know accessible as as you need as well so it's great i think i'm right in saying that it was made by the people who made towerfall ascension which um was like a massive channel favorite and nathan and i in particular used to play that a lot in lunch lunch breaks and stuff it's just so much fun and it's certainly a similar kind of art style and platform style of gameplay so i don't know that game's so good that it just made me think celeste is going to be amazing let alone what everyone has said yeah another Another game I'm really excited for on the list is Puppeteer, which is yes! a game from PS3 that came out, I think, very soon after I started working on Access. And I remember... I remember that, doing Game of the Week on it. Yeah. And I, so I think either you or Nath played it, and I just thought it looked fantastic. Like, such a cool, interesting idea. Um, slightly a little bit kind of tear away, this kind of paper puppet world uh, maybe not paper, but in my head, it's kind of that sort of 2D puppeteering. And I remember we had an interview with uh, one of the developers on the channel and just the way he spoke about it. It's Japan Studio and they're just amazing. And it just feels like one of those games I should have played. And, and you know, it, it's passed me by. But now it's back. I can play it very easily on my PS5. And I really, really am looking forward to that one. Yeah. Can Bro- confirm, Puppeteer is fantastic. Really? I played it um, over the Christmas just gone, and it was just I- ideal for that time of year. Yeah. You know, like Christmas, you have pantomimes and some theatre productions. I this was my little my little Christmas show, and it was so fantastic to play it. Really fun platforming, really fun characters, really fun little story, and yeah. it's 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 such a polished game. It's so good, so oh, you'll love sounds it. Good, yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, like Rosie, this is the only one that we had like a double up of with you two. So like, cause there's so many games coming to the service that we're all excited for. This was the one that both Dave and Rosie picked, and were like puppeteer, <laughs> which I think is really cool. Rob, how about you? What are you excited for? I really am excited to play Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud 2, otherwise known as Dark Chronicle in the UK, and Rogue Galaxy, which you could almost call a trilogy of uh, JRPGs from Level 5, the developer who went on to make Nino Cooney and Dragon Quest VIII. Ooh. Wow. Um, brilliant games that I played on PS2. Rogue Galaxy, I think, I think was the very last game I ever played on PS2 before my PS3 arrived. Um, but I've not played them for years Absolutely, years. Dark Chronicle, in particular, was one of my favourite PS2 games of all time. Such a great, charming, wholesome game, full of fish mini games. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you can go fishing. <laughs> you can raise your fish, and then you can race your fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, honestly. Oh, all the so R's. <laughs> yeah, 
um, and you can you get your camera and you can take photos of things. Fish. Um, yeah. <laughs> take photos of fish. And when you take photos of things, if it's a specific thing, because you play as a little inventor called Max, um, and if it's a thing that sparks an idea, that photo becomes an ingredient in an invention and you can build new weapons and you can build new aquariums for your fish. Oh, that's ah, cool. Rob's shoulders are like right at my ears. He's like it's so excited. Game. It's a great game. Uh, Rogue Galaxy as well. Uh, not directly related, but made by the same team. Another beautiful cell-shaded JRPG um, that I can't remember too much about other than I absolutely loved it. And when I saw it listed, I was like, oh, Rogue Galaxy. I've Woo. forgotten all about that. It's like... You play as like a, I think it's like a space pirate type thing. It's cool. And I'm very excited. Yeah. I think we'll have lots of stuff on the channel with us all being like, look, we're playing a game <laughs> we really like again. Rosie, how about you? I know that this this has been like a really exciting announcement for you because of the retro games. Do the, inve- do the impression, Rob. Oh, Retro games. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So I'd love to hear what, what you're most excited for. Yes. So, I mean, when when you told us that this question was popping up, this was like the only question you asked us to have a, a think about our entries uh, to make sure we didn't cross over anything. But mine are pretty much all from the retro, the, the classic selection. Um, but mainly for me, got to say it, Ape Escape! Yes. Ape Escape! I'm so happy Ape Escape is going to be in the collection. It's... Oh, I'm just so happy. So, And I've seen so many people on social media also being like, Ape Escape! Everyone loves Ape Escape. Can I shock you? I don't even know what Ape Escape is. Well, this is it. I, I feel that, like, you know, I'm always ranting about Ape Escape. Then I get home and then I see everyone else ranting about Ape Escape. And I come in the office, no one talks about Ape Escape. <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's PlayStation royalty, but it just completely passed me by. Well, that's that's why one reason why I'm so excited is because I just love Ape Escape and I can't wait to replay it and just have an absolute blast with it. But also because then for those who haven't played it, it's so easily accessible now, you know, boot up and have a fantastic time. The music in it is phenomenal. Uh, I'm actually going to see the composer at a gig um, on Wednesday, which I'm super excited oh, wow. about. Yeah, I know. It's sick. I can't wait. Um <laughs> <laughs> Are they playing Ape Escape music or just like their band? No, well, so it's just, he's just playing because he also does his own music on the side. So I have no idea what's going to be there. Have but... you, are you going to make an Ape Escape sign? Well, oh, please, <laughs> yeah, please hold up a big sign that says play Ape Escape. We yeah. are planning on taking our copies of Ape Escape and just if we're, if we're able to be like, oh, we love your work in Ape Escape, please can you sign our copies? Oh my God, that's um, so cool. Like, so we're super excited for that. Um, so yeah, the music's brilliant. The gameplay is so much fun and phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's, you know, back when it came out on PS1, it was one of those revolutionary titles, which was like, oh, you have to use both the analog sticks, like really <laughs> hammering. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah, well, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, for sure. as a kid, it was mind blowing. Yeah. You didn't use the, the, the analog stick wasn't to turn the camera. It was your action. Yeah. And it was, and you know, the, the, but like X used to be jump. Now it's a weapon select and stuff. It was so good. It's, it's just so good. And I can't wait for Ape Escape. Put that on the box. X used to be jump. Now it's a weapon select. <laughs> I got to get this game. I got to play this game right I now. I got to get it. So. I, I do genuinely just love hearing you effuse about Ape Escape. Like I just, like I want, I put this question in cause like I want to hear Rosie talk about Ape Escape. So I know you're so excited for it. I'm trying to condense it. I know I can <laughs> ramble sometimes. So I was just like, 
I, I I'm giving you forever. a lot of uh, a lot of credence on this, Rosie. Usually, I know you love retro games. I'm less excited about retro games, but recently, Rosie's been playing a lot of Dig Dug in the office, yes. and Ash and I have caught the Dig Dug bug from Rosie. It's like that was good. I was like, "What's that?" Well, Ash, oh, is okay. actually, Ash told me this morning she's got some more trophies. Yeah, yeah. Really? We're prepping, we're prepping, aren't we? We're prepping, yeah. We, well, we prepping. need to agree. Yeah. But we've, we've got a little Dig Dug plan. But anyway, Rosie has been effervescing about Dig Dug. And I was like, look at it, Rosie. Look at it. I it was... looks like it offends me. And I played it. And I was like, this game is so good. <laughs> it's so good. I think it looks great as well. Like the colours on it, the way that Dig Dug. It's no can... Returnal. But, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's the same sort of vibe. You go and you dig vibe. and you it's battle true. through. <laughs> you battle through. They're coming after you. Yeah, and existential stuff. crisis. Yeah, 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 it's true. Mm, How about you, Ash? Is. What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to everybody playing Hollow Knight. Oh my god! Because it's on there. I'm so excited. Hollow Knight's on there. Like, what if one of us gets the platinum on Hollow Knight before you do? You know what? I will literally just be so impressed. I will be so impressed, and I will bow down and say, "You are the master of games, and wow. can you teach me how to do it?" That's that how Jenny that's not even confidence that is I it's so hard it's so hard I've been trying for so long I have I've given it a few months break so I'll go back to it at some point but like I love Hollow Knight and I'd love for someone to get the platinum on it Rosie's looking at me now and I'm like oh god I'm just like oh Rosie could do it though I could do it yeah, yeah you guys, all of you could do it, but it just—it's a it. long time. I don't have patience for these kinds of things. If things, mm. I just like nah. The last like section were to get the the trophy on the Pantheon. There we go. The name just left my head. Then <laughs> the Pantheon. Uh, the the final Pantheon is a forty-five minute boss rush of every boss in the game. So it's oh like, my god, every boss is a difficult challenge in itself. So to string them all together and it be every single one in the game and it be nearly an hour long. Oh, if you mess no. up near the end. <gasps> That is such a big commitment. Like, yeah. I'll just spend an hour trying to do this final fight. Yeah, it's uh, mad. You, is that the last trophy you need? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the last one I need, um, because then I'll have 112%, I think, of the game completed, which is the percent that it takes That's to complete. That's not how percentages work. But yeah, there's, there's also <laughs> Control Ultimate Edition and Until Dawn on there, which are two of my faves, which I'm just glad that people will be able to see and play and enjoy and big, big recommended from me. And I'm excited to play, which I haven't played before, which may come as a small surprise, but fear, F-E-A-R. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I never actually played that, so I'm really excited to, to get my hands on that and get like into a, a horror classic. That's another game I always wanted to play, but knew I could never play. Yeah. I remember watching my brother play it on PS3. And like bits and bobs and it, it, from what I remember it was really good yeah I, I've seen bits of it and obviously know about it and it, and it's cultural effect and kind of the, the game itself but I just want to play it myself now yeah. so I'm excited to be able to do that but yeah those are some games coming to the new PlayStation Plus on the 23rd of June nice we're all very excited there's loads more coming there's more updates on the blog so please check out there as for now there's more what's new though because the days of play sale is on until the 8th of June so if you want to pick up a bargain you can head there and also the lord of the rings Gollum is releasing on ps4 oh, and ps5 on the 1st of september oh, 2022 God. what was it alex said <laughs> you know we, we've got a work chat and alex uh, showed us that the the reveal the launch date had been revealed and he said something like that's going to be a tiresome time <laughs> <laughs> and i agree alex i really could not be less excited for a game that I think I'd really enjoy. excited process. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Gollum, you're here. Oh, Gollum. It's not anyone's birthday, is it? Is it anyone's birthday? It's Nathan's birthday. Oh, my God. It actually is Nathan's 
on the channel whenever it's someone's birthday Rob does the Gollum happy birthday which sounds like Marilyn Monroe singing Mr. President so here it is for Nathan here we go happy birthday to you don't close your eyes Rob happy birthday to you remember it's to Nathan okay happy birthday dear Nathan happy birthday (laughs) to Happy birthday, precious. Can I say the whole time Rob's arms were like reaching <laughs> out? <laughs> it has was, to be performed. Yeah, it was very dramatic. <laughs> oh, Rob, welcome back. Oh, Rob, yeah, yeah. he just missed. You I'm really excited it. for Lord of the Rings, Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to stream it. Yeah. So oh for, uh, don't just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. It's developed by Daedalic. It's based on the Lord of the Rings books rather than the movies. And it's a stealth game that focuses on Gollum's journey behind the scenes in the Fellowship of the Ring. And you've kind of got to do little debates between Schmeagol and Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> Ash made, like direct eye contact with me. Which went, <laughs> <laughs> That's my Gollum impression. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Andy Circus based? That oh God, on... Andy Circus! Have you met Andy Circus, Rob? I have, <laughs> but he didn't so tell angry. me. He didn't tell me this then. So this is on, again. This no, is on I, the Lord I, I of the apologize. Rings appendices, of the extended edition DVDs. Did you know that Andy Circus based the thing on his cat coughing up a furball? Oh, amazing! That's why I love it so much. Yeah. There you go. That's really good. My two favourite Gollum things are and also that oh, was a horrible one. <laughs> Also, um, the juicy sweet. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good <laughs> When he's thing. eating a fish. I love that. Love yeah. that. But that's in the film, so maybe we'll get a game version. Oh, books. I do love Lord of the Rings, but like, I feel like in light of Rob's just eye of Sauron in the corner shining its Lord of the Rings passion across the lands. Um, yeah, yeah. Of, of Mordor, one man's office. passion is another man's. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Fear. I'm definitely a casual, comparatively. Like, yeah. Do you think that Daedalic are looking for the uh, voice actor for Gollum, or have they got that sorted? I'm pretty sure they'll have it sorted. By Do you reckon? Now. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's too <laughs> <The> serious. Answer. <laughs> if anyone at Daedalic's listening, though. Rob's I, very I, cheap. I, I did email. <laughs> <laughs> you did email them. Yeah, I can imagine. That. Years ago, as soon as it was announced. It's like, it's if like, you want, if you, if you need, want a golem. If you need a voice actor. <laughs> Did you say, hello, Daedalic Precious? <laughs> <laughs> a job with you would be juicy sweet. Oh, God. <laughs> I did not, no. I That's why you didn't get it. This. Oh, there's oh, a Rosie. Well, you, do well, a good one. you do do a good one, Rosie. Well, get in there, Rosie. You. Let's hear something. I don't, the thing is, I don't, I've, Never seen Lord of the Rings, so I don't oh, know. That's true. God, God, all yeah. I know. Are you is... just doing the impression of Rob doing an impression of Gollum? No, it's from they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard on yeah. um, yeah. the, the famous song. Like that's the that's only song. the only reference point I have is just that, and then pretty much just that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you think you'll never watch Lord of the Rings now? Has it become like a thing? It's like no, a character I'm, trait. I'll definitely want to watch it. I'll definitely want to well, watch it. What's stopping it. you? Well, I said I'll watch it with my friend and then he said over the Christmas break he was going to let me borrow it and then he went off to visit family. And These I... are all terrible reasons. And then he said, <laughs> hey, well, like when it comes out, if it does a thing in the cinema, we should go see it and then that hasn't happened and I just like how he suggested it. So I'm like, oh, Liam, I'm waiting for it to come out on the cinema like you said it would at one point. 
Uh, and they then everyone keeps on they asking that, me that's, about that's it. There's plenty of... Yeah, I'm not having this, Rosie. I think when we should, are they coming we, out on the cinema? When are they doing a screening? They always do. 22 years ago. Where, where, how far are you going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots, there's lots around. Um, okay, well, I'm angry. But we'll, we'll, I'm sure... Just watch it at some point. Oh, well, yeah, I'll definitely watch it at some point. Cool. But I get so many questions asking if I've watched it or not. Uh, Those questions would go away if you just watched it. You could say that Rosie watching Lord of the Rings is her own type of boss encounter. Hey? <laughs> hey? If you really yes. wanted to. What Sagu. a stretch. <laughs> wow, it's like she's got a boss to take down. Which reminds <gasps> me, we have a main feature coming up on boss encounters. Smooth. So let's have a nice musical sting. <laughs> And here we are. <laughs> that was great. That was weird. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> right, main feature. Here we are for boss battles, baby. So we are here to talk about boss encounters today because I think they're an interesting part of the PlayStation Access channel and kind of a big foundation of our experiences in gaming. Whether you're a casual gamer or a hardcore gamer, you're going to have come up against a boss at some point. So the kind of overarching question I want you guys to think about here is what makes for the ultimate boss battle? What is the thing you want to see when you get into a boss arena and that sweat starts pouring, the music starts playing, that health bar starts popping? What are you like? Oh my God, I hope this happens. Oh my God, I want to see this oh my god could it be this so yeah have that in your brain but to start you off what are some of your most memorable boss fights and are they for good or bad reasons like did you get your ass kicked you can be honest this is a safe space to talk about getting your ass kicked in boss and i only remember the good ones yeah <laughs> what do you mean by like, good ones in the ones the you, ones you i think the the ones that i think are fun and no i don't always have to win a boss boss fight to think it's amazing mm-hmm. like obviously the bloodborne bosses are all very memorable Mm. um and it's because they all have such distinct personalities even though you know you only really encounter them the only the only interaction you have with the boss in bloodborne is is to hit it and to have it hit you Mm. but for some reason they all they all seem so distinct you get cutscenes very clearly you get a little cutscene and there's often there's a lot of lore to Mm. dig into and a lot of backstory often quite tragic back backstories through all these horrific looking beings um but yeah bloodborne bosses are great metal gear solid bosses also famously brilliant psycho i mean psychomantis is such a cliche now but that was an incredible boss uh when i first fought it uh, if anyone doesn't know psychomantis is a character in metal gear solid who can read your mind and ah. he reads your memory card and in the cutscene at the start of the fight, if there are any other Konami games on your you memory like card... You to play Castlevania. Yeah, <laughs> he'll mention it. Um, back in the day, this is 1999, it was just absolutely mind-blowing. And he did other things, like he would move your DualShock controller using the vibration in it, which is just it's amazing. I so still good. think I still think that's mind blowing today. It Both of those things, and to be honest, he dodges all of your attacks because he can read your mind. And the only way to beat him is to take your DualShock out of port one and put it into port two on the PlayStation. Oh my god, I wouldn't even think it's, to do that. It's after a while you genius. do get you get like try doing this like when yeah. you're freaking Doesn't out. Someone like, phone you up. Yeah, yeah. Colonel eventually, comes in. Eventually, Campbell put you back. phones you and he's like, "Try this." I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, but it was it was so good, and it was back in the day when you didn't really have internet guides readily available, and so because I was like the first person in my friendship group to play Metal Gear Solid, I became like 
the person people would ring. The Oracle. You, you don't get that now, do you? Like every so often someone would ring me at like seven o'clock in the evening. Rob, how on earth? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> just someone crying down the phone. I, oh, I bet you like were really, there, like, yeah. It's like a really nerdy sex education where, like, you're sat in a room at school and you have, like, a little helper who gets everyone lined <laughs> up and you, you have five minutes with the Oracle. What's the problem? <laughs> Which boss is it? You're talking about is the it TV show, yeah. yeah, the TV yeah. show, yeah, sorry. Netflix is sex education. I just imagine you, like, just assuming it's psychomantis every time. Yep. But I also really love the bosses in Final Fantasy VII Remake as well. I want to give a shout out to those, especially because every boss in that game is an epic event. Mm. Uh, and each boss, I think, has their own music. There isn't just a boss theme that plays for every boss. Every boss just feels like this incredible, exciting set piece. And that's when I think bosses are at their best. Mm. What, about, what are memorable bosses for you, Rosie? Memorable bosses, I mean, I I love all boss encounters, but I think the ones that stick out for me are ones that, that they they try something different and new or like a if a different interesting take on something. Um, but they just do something that I haven't experienced before, be it like a huge cinematic piece. Like you're saying, Rob, with Psycho Mantis, like the whole thing it does with the, like the breaking the fourth wall and stuff. Like bosses that just do something I've never really seen before. Um, and I know that completely depends on what games I've played and stuff like that. But one that really sticks in my mind really like fondly, even though it, it kicked my ass, was uh, King Dice in Cuphead. Um, yeah. I love this boss fight because the it, it just... Like when you're saying about the backstory as well of the boss characters as well, Rob, it fits perfectly with King Dice's character, like running this casino, like, oh, you're going to roll the dice, you got to gamble. So literally you see King Dice at the beginning and you can't actually really attack King Dice. Instead, he brings you like a dice. You have to parry the dice and that determines what sort of slot you land on. Kind of like a ball game of, think of it like snakes and ladders. So depending on where you go, depending on your fate. And that can either be you get an extra HP, it can be a boss encounter, or it could be um, another, something else, I think. But just the way that I thought that boss fight was brilliant for King Dice's character. I thought it was a really fun way to... Um, sort of approach a boss fight and the variety in bosses as well like because obviously when you land on some spaces you get an encounter with one of like a smaller boss um, but those smaller bosses are just as tough just as challenging but there's just enough of them that yes you can do like three or four of them I think before then you kind of encounter King Dice himself so just the way I just thought that boss was so creative and interesting that's why that one really sticks out to me but um I also like bosses like ones which I just found memorable or like just ones which are also quite funny um like there's one in Final Fantasy 6 um I can't rob your Ultros. Ultros. There you <laughs> go. Already. I was gonna say I can't remember. I was like, I think it's Ultros. I was like, oh god, what the is recurring it? boss? The recurring so boss. The kind of like funny boss. That yeah, is stupid at the beginning. And Final Fantasy does this quite a lot, and it will just then appear regularly throughout the game. Yeah. And every time he crops up, you're like, oh, here he is again. Well, like it's been like that the entire time, and I think I've had it. 
Ultros's last encounter, but literally you're you're in the sky, and Ultros is in a in the sky. He's a big octopus, and he's just I can't remember if he's falling down or if he's flying. But either way, you're flying with Ultros. So you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but he's there just because it's like, oh, you thought you got rid of me, and it's just like Ultros. <laughs> what? So uh, just for me, I think yeah, boss fights, which try something interesting, try something new, and really work well with the boss's character again like backstory just just i don't know i just just bosses they're great aren't they i don't really know what makes a great boss but just guess ones that try something new you think you do know rosie you've just said. i just yeah it's just like multiple reasons i love all boss fights and that's why i'm finding it hard to narrow it down say so i don't love all boss fights in fact i dislike most boss fights but i think when they're done well they can be the best part of a game mm, for sure yeah. Like Bloodborne, Metal Gear Solid, amazing. Because quite often the boss fights I don't like when it's just a big round room, and you the just arena. got you just got to hit a thing a bunch of times. Yeah, and it has maybe three phases, and its last phase is I'm going to be really hard now. Oh, one thing I do hate in bosses is when they regenerate their health. Oh, <laughs> oh no. sorry. Why when you were talking about that, I was like the moment where like you know if it if it works with. Sometimes it's like absolutely fine, but for example, there's um, in Yakuza Kiwami, you fight Majima in like just the streets, and he will just just suddenly start recharging his health when you get to a certain point. And if you punch normally, it's gonna do nothing. So literally, he's just stood there. Re- you can't do a lot unless you have a heat action. I'm always just like, for goodness sake, I was this close to defeating you. Now you do this regenerating health attack, and I'm like, oh, just go already. That's what they must think. Yeah, it's about funny. hitting us. Like, <laughs> how many times are they gonna drink this potion? How many potions do you have? It was reminded me of Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts, where he has oh, he yes. has so much health that for the first. 10 minutes of the fight you can't actually visibly see any health dropping off his health bar Oof. because he's got invisible health bars of health that go yeah. off the screen that go off the screen That's basically amazing. yeah it's I insane. do like that uh, I do like that moment that you kind of just described when you first face a boss for the first time and you hit it and you see how much comes off the health yeah. bar you're Ooh. like is it a little is it a lot yeah <laughs> like, ah. often in Bloodborne it's like tee the yeah. tiniest, <laughs> tiniest little chip. And you're like, ooh, we're going to be here a while. Then there's the moment it hits you back. And yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see how this is going to go. I'm not a huge boss fight fan either. Um, I like lots of things about boss fights. I really love the music. I really love, like, design. You know, you, it's funny, Ash, you said, what's, what's one of the most memorable boss fights that you can recall and for some reason i just keep thinking about a boss fight i haven't even played but i watched nath play and it was in one of the god of wars it was like god of war ascension maybe or god of war 3 and kratos is climbing all over this absolutely humongous like giant it's not even a giant it's like a like a creature made of stone and earth Mm. and it's so big that you know he's just like slicing it up from foot to throat um chronos I have no idea. It's just, it's so massive. And I, I love that kind of thing. I do love that bosses tend to be huge and they tend to be like aesthetically astounding. And I love that kind of storytelling through the way they look and, and all that kind of thing. I love to go, wow, a boss. But then boss fights themselves, I tend to find like, I don't know, they're just not for me. They're either too easy 
And that I feel like that can. All right. No, but, <laughs> but I mean, you are, you know. I I've, did return I, or first try. I, I was going to mention that. I can't think of like a boss fight that I have found like perfectly balanced. What about, either, the, what about the one in Returnal with the organ? I forget oh, what his name is. So well, I was going to mention yet. the music. And I mean, the reason I love that boss fight is because of the music, as well yeah. as like the look of like this huge organ playing boss sat at the keys. And, you know, the music is just everywhere and it's part of the battle. I love that. But the just boss fights themselves, I think, funnily enough, the other thing I thought of when I thought of great boss fights was Metal Gear Solid. I think they are fantastic, and, and those are some of my favourites that I've experienced. And I think that is what I look for in a boss fight, is the kind of puzzly element. I don't want to just be up against a sponge or... Yeah. A hammer, you know, like a. I, I want to be up against something. I wanna, <laughs> Sometimes both. A sponge yeah. with a hammer. Well, exactly. Yeah. I, I want that Dark Souls boss. And I don't. I don't. You know. I don't love um, the kind of classic shoot the glowing part. Like, or you know, you've battled it a little yeah. bit, and then there's the flashing red bit. Got to hit that bit. Like, I don't know. It's just I like just something a little bit more cerebral that makes me think, and Definitely. I can feel clever. I suppose rather than just. Strong. Strong or skillful. Like like I said, I think boss fights tend to be a little bit too easy. And, you know, you have this big setup and then you get through it and it's a little bit disappointing. Or too hard where you have this mm. big setup and then you fail and then you go again and you have the big, you have the cutscene again. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen this. Crack on. Um, I, so I'm struggling to think of like the perfect boss fight. But I know that they exist and I know I've experienced them. But some of my favourites are definitely Metal Gear Solid. I think, I think music's, music is so important. Yeah, yeah so, music. Uh, Bloodborne yeah. smashes and that as well. If it's a boss, if it's a boss that has, is a character that's, that's part of the story and you really, really want to take down this boss by the time you actually get to it. Sometimes you just enter a room and a big blob appears that you've not seen before. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I'll beat this. Uh, but sometimes you'll be up against someone who you've been chasing or you've been battling with for hours of the game. Yeah. And you meet them and it's like this big narrative climax and the music starts going and it's, they could, oh, they could be so exciting. I do think when they're done well, yeah. bosses can be the absolute best bit was, of a game yeah I was just quickly going to say talking about music and like the build up and stuff I've got to give a huge shout out to Undertale and Deltarune yes, oh, yes. those bosses, so good like they're so good they're so creative the music's stellar in them and like you were saying about the story building up to it and stuff like is, you- is Megalovania the best boss theme ever yes mm, like Probably. actually yes is the answer there's yeah. not there is no debate about it apologies everyone we're not discussing this yes it is <laughs> <laughs> it actually is i love undertale see this is really interesting so I, I had some questions for later on about like what's the most inventive boss you've come up against or do you prefer like uh bullet sponges or weak points or puzzles and i think it's interesting that you all kind of are drawn to the the creative side of of boss battling straight away because for me it's exactly the same like i love i love 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 a puzzle it doesn't always have to even be hitting the boss like i think um sly raccoon has some of my favorite mm. boss battles ever fighting clockwork at the end of the first sly raccoon game where actually it's an obstacle course that you have to get to the top of to be able to even hit him or um doing the the, the miss ruby in the voodoo lands i was where, gonna say miss ruby i had yeah, a feeling you'd say miss ruby i love miss ruby where you've got to basically do a quick time event across a load of um like swimming beasties that you then have to hit her at the end of like i love those so much hollow knight like is less so it's more about kind of skills and timing and stuff but i've been thinking about that the whole way through because it does have the emerging blobs but it has the music that like tells you the story as it happens and my favorite one from that is the dung defender who (laughs) 
basically great name. every other boss in this game is super melancholic is super sad is kind of twisted uh soul rended just just a bit miserable basically and the dung defender music starts playing and it's the first one that's kind of a bit like in a major key that's like <laughs> oh okay dung defender and he's like way way uh, as he's as he's battling you and he's basically just a dude that loves fighting loves flinging dung around loves like he's like a full like gallant knight of old that you have to battle against and it's the most fun fight that you have because it's a tonal shift and something you don't expect in this game that's that's super gloomy and obviously has a whole new moveset that you've got to kind of counter and figure out and when he goes underground you can't hit him so you've got to move out the way and he's throwing up his dung balls you have to dodge them it's so good I love bosses when they're done well I absolutely love bosses bug snacks all puzzles all puzzles in bug snacks because you can't die and there's no real violence in it because you're just catching creatures and releasing them um the bug snacks bosses like catching the legendary bug snacks are sick like it's so fun <laughs> like the mama mewon <laughs> that you fight uh is is this big arena where you've got to lure it to go and to hit pillars and then capture its babies and and so it comes over and hits the pillar and then drop a, a a spike on its head there's so many ones and i'm just listing them now but yeah my my favorites are absolutely when you have to figure out how to defeat an otherwise incomprehensibly big or scary boss that your character wouldn't be able to do in real life or by real logic, but can do by the virtue of environmental stuff that you take advantage of. I think that's really cool. It's really weird that I feel just a bit differently to everybody. I I think it's maybe just because I grew up playing games that didn't really have bosses in. I don't know. I'm not sure. But like, I definitely feel like uh, that bosses have become more a part of my gaming life since I've joined Access and Mm. like in my later years. And I, I don't really recall fighting many bosses as a as a kid unless they were like the sort of just glowing parts ones which I just I don't know like they're fine but they, they just they just don't do a lot it's for strange me, that but. you say that because I feel like gaming is moving away now from feeling like we have to have bosses in there are so many games now that just don't have bosses and they're fine mm. and sometimes all the better for it um, but you know in my childhood literally every game <laughs> had a boss yeah. had a level and a boss at the end I'm trying to, yeah, it's weird. I'm trying to, did I play games? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did. I played loads, but I, I just don't remember, recall bosses. You've played a lot of like online multiplayer stuff as well, where yeah. like it's not really bosses, but it's coming up against people who are like a, a skilled other players, which are bosses in their own right. It's kind of like self-made story in that way, isn't it? Like the legend of the ultimate players that have like rank 500,000 as well. Yeah, I guess I'm sort of ignoring like shooter bosses because they just, I don't know, they just don't quite, count in the same way to me but like I played a lot of shooters growing up and that kind of stuff and racing games and sports games and like I just loved story game what when I say story just first person no I just loved um kind of single player story games I guess or adventure games and in my in my head they just didn't have many bosses I think I think I don't know if it's true but it feels like uh, JRPGs were the sort of the original the originators of bosses apart from like arcade games and stuff um i don't know but i know you played a lot of uh, mass effect and that definitely had like kind of m- not so much bosses as in boss encounters like mass effect 3 when you're coming up against like the, the big mass bad effect 3. oh my god okay well there's a big I've only bad played one and two i'm um, no spoilers but it's like the thing that's kind of teleposted throughout all of the 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 games yeah. um, and when you do that it's like a whole like section it's not so much a boss fight as it is a boss encounter and then you've got to figure it out and go around it and defeat all of the little baddies coming your way and then there's armored people the end of mass effect 
Sonic 2 with the 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 giant thing that I also don't <laughs> want to spoil but like it's some people love it some people hate it I love it I think yeah. it's so goofy and great and so science fiction like I loved that fight yeah. um and that's just like running away and shooting and like I I think personally um and i think other people would agree that i have a lot of forgiveness for just shoot them or just hit them or weak point bosses if they're super interesting visually uh like horror bosses like in in your resident evils like your william birkin with his giant eyeball shoulder like you know at the end of the day you're just shooting him in a weak point but because he looks so cool and is so interesting and it ties into his story and his narrative and he comes back bigger and weirder and stranger and with different weak points like it's so much fun and it's so cool and it's so interesting yeah. and Again, just getting an eyeball of him, like, excuse the, the pun, but he's a it's character, so isn't he? He's been in the game, yeah, and you know, it's not just some random thing that's appeared. I remember fighting Marguerite, you made me fight Marguerite, yeah. Marguerite was such a, a good boss, was a character who'd obviously lived in my mind for years as this thing I never would have dreamed I could get past. And that boss was, yeah, memorable, memorable and horrible, but brilliant. I yeah, suppose I think that bosses are a little bit overused, maybe. I like an end game boss. I do, I do like what you said, Rob, about like they're threaded throughout the game in some, you know, maybe you're chasing them down or they're the big bad behind everything and that kind of thing. Like I like the sort of culmination of a story where it needs a big moment and it's like, right, finally, this is it. We're going to settle this. But um, just kind of like mid game bosses or just just that sort of like. Let's have a boss. <laughs> like, it just doesn't do a lot for me as a sort of gameplay idea. I don't feel the need for it. I don't feel like I need... Well, it depends on the game, obviously. Um, but I don't necessarily feel the sort of need for, like, chapters. Like, oh. you've you've got through this area, have a boss. I, that's not necessarily something that interests me unless it's like... There's, a there's like, a story reason for it, I think. Then, yeah. that's, then that feels very cool. But, yeah. yeah. I did. That did get me thinking of um, when you're talking about that. It did get me thinking of Hades a bit yeah. because when you're saying about story, like yes, you, like you fight your arena and then there is like a boss at the end of each stage. But I, yeah, I think that kind of is related to the story because you know Hades, you're you're not allowed to escape the underworld. Yeah. So that's like you've got your different barriers and stuff. And then when you're saying about oh, you have the big threat at the very end, then that is Hades. So mm. I'm curious if you would like how you'd view the Hades boss I've played fights. Hades and I've got I, I haven't defeated Hades but I fought him <gasps> um, and I don't know I really love Hades it's an incredible stylish like really wry funny mm. game and you know the gameplay absolutely slaps but I don't know about the bosses I don't know it's, it's, it's just fine it's for me like I, I enjoy them they don't they don't annoy me or anything but I don't know that it's like I would, I would enjoy it just as much if it was just all getting to Hades. I think mm. the Hades fight is brilliant. He's only beaten me so far, so oh, it's so good. Mm. Oh, I've been playing uh, House of the Dead remake at the moment, which I'm absolutely loving and big, big recommend if you're interested in arcade games or anything like that, or want to throw back to the 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 classic House of the Dead. It's such a good remake. But playing bosses in that has been... It's literally just you hold your controller and shoot at a boss and, yeah. and, and pick a weak point. But it, it comes as such a great like bit of catharsis at the end of getting through loads of zombies, fighting your way through, getting to the end of the level, and you're like, right, here's the big bad that's in the way for the, the next bit. And it makes sense story-wise as well because you're going through and things are trying to stop you from getting to the end and finding Curian. Uh, and you have like the hanged man who's the big like devil-winged guy, if you guys remember him. He's like, hello! 
I'm a devil. Um, <laughs> I love Cows from the Dead and I can't remember him. But. Yeah, but like that arcade sensibility of like, here's a boss, just try and shoot the absolute sugar out of it. Like, <laughs> the sweet it. boss. Yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle those cubes down. It's uh, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. I, 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 and I really like that. And I like when those are kind of tied into other games as well and it kind of pays homage to... I know that that is an older game, a remake of an older game, but I like when the games pay homage to the things that have come before and maybe have a boss that's designed that kind of way and you can feel that kind of pastiche and love for the genre in those mm. sorts of fights rather than shoehorned in. So I'd agree with you, Dave, that when there's a boss there and it just feels like it's there because, yeah. okay, it's a boss time. Yes, that's not so great, but there are times when even if even if the gameplay is just shoot or is just slap or is just punch, like yeah, it still feels really fun. And like I'm smiling, I'm smiling. Something you has the dead. I'm like mm, so I, good. I was thinking about what Rosie said about Hades, and I do accept that it would feel a bit weird if you just got through, you know, one world and then there was like, there's the door to the next world. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Zagreus. <laughs> Off we go. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, that would feel a bit weird. But so I don't know. I don't know what I mean really. I'm just not. I just, yeah, I'm not a massive boss fight fan and I don't know, I do think that they can be a bit overused and mm. my favourites are definitely when it has a real meaning for like, I've waited for this, you know, like I want it to be really built up and like, finally, this is it. I know it's the end of the game. I know that what happens next really matters. Um, I enjoy that kind of pressure unless I fail and then every time you have another go it's sort of worn down until just like let it end (laughs) do you guys have any boss fights this is just to close us off do you guys have any boss fights that you're particularly proud of getting through that you want to shout out and you're like wow that one was a that one was a tough fight but I did it and I'm the best the hardest one well one I always talk about is the blood star beast of Bloodborne, which was the first one that really kicked me when I was playing Bloodborne for the first time. And I just couldn't get past it. And I didn't realize that it was a an optional boss. So I spent <laughs> ages and just got, I burned through so many resources just trying to kill the Bloodstarved Beast. And it was really all for nothing. Uh, I mean, not all for nothing. I think getting the platinum in it helped that I defeated it. But it was just so tough. Um, but that's a very cool boss fight, actually. I've, and that's one where I really love the arena like mm. i really love that you arrive and it's like this this old cathedral like walking up to it you're like oh <laughs> i do like that about a boss fight when you're like oh no here we go this is a boss fight yeah um and um this old sort of gutted cathedral with these big gothic pillars and stuff is very very cool and the second phase of that boss is just horrible it's so wet yeah. and slappy it's just sort of <laughs> slops about the place it's really really horrible but um that's one that i'm proud only in as much as it was it was the first time in bloodborne where i really was like up against it and i thought i'm not sure i can do this and i'm not sure i want to do this um and i'm i'm just proud that i fought through it although i was sad that i didn't have to at all i could have just could have just gone somewhere else Woo! i think one for me i mean i've spoken about many boss encounters on um, our YouTube channel, like fighting Sagroon on a stream and things like that. But so I'm going to spice it up. One that I really remember doing was when I was a kid on the PlayStation 2 and it was when I defeated Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 2. 
And I remember this so well because honestly, I wanted to do, I love Kingdom Hearts 2. It's one of my favorite games and I wanted to try and do everything in it. And I remember constantly coming up to Sephiroth, having the same dialogue, like what is Cloud doing? Beats me and all that stuff. I remember <laughs> like, I haven't even seen that scene in ages. I just remember like, you know, Sephiroth and just fighting him over and over, dying again and again and again. And I felt so proud when I finally defeated Sephiroth. And I just, I think the reward you get for defeating him wasn't even that good and I just remember that was the first time where I was encountered like the I did all that (laughs) (laughs) I did all of that and and, for nothing and I got this which isn't even as good as what I currently have oh that's awful so that was like probably the first time I experienced that and just that's why I always remember that fight and I would love to give it another shot I'd love to do it again and see if I can do better than my teenage or childhood self did but that's a very fond boss in my memory I would say, for me, it's got to be both Ruby and Emerald Weapon in Final Fantasy VII, which Mm. are like the optional mega bosses of the game. And I played Final Fantasy VII many times when I was younger. I must have played through that game maybe five or six times. And it wasn't until, I think, my fourth playthrough that I actually defeated these things. And so they'd been this looming impossibility for so very long um and it's they're also sort of puzzly as well because you can't just you can't just level up and be really strong and beat them you have to have like a specific strategy because they just do things that are impossible to defend against unless you have a particular setup um but being both of those finally was unbelievable in fact when i beat ruby weapon um I knew I'd beaten it because I delivered the final blow and it did its animation of, oh, I'm dead. Oh. Uh, my sister was not at home. And it had been a thing that had been in, in both our minds for like ages. Like, we're never going to beat this. Um, and so I paused the game. And I think I must have waited four or five hours for <gasps> her to come home from wherever she was. Um, and the game had just been on pause that whole time. It burned into your screen. As soon as you got home, I was like, oh, look what I've done. And he unpaused the game after five hours of waiting. So That's we could both so experience this boss being extinguished. Yeah. It was amazing. I've thought of bosses that I love. I've thought of some bosses that I love. Oh, I, well, we just very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'd actually could call these bosses because there's nothing else in the game but it's obviously the colossi from shadow of the colossus which are like so sad so epic puzzly just fantastic like just crossing you know crossing the landscape and finding one of these things and just seeing it and watching it and trying to figure out how to fight it and the weird emotions you get about fighting it and the amazing music. I think that is, they're, they're some of my favourites. They're just incredible. And um, I mean, that whole game is incredible. I had to stop yeah. playing it. Yeah. I felt too bad. I've never finished it. I've, yeah. I think I've done seven and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know. If I, could. I might go back and try and carry on from seven, but. I don't know. It makes just makes me feel sad, and the landscape's so barren and like empty, and and it just has that melancholic drip all over it. And I'm like, I Ooh. thought you'd kind of love that in a way because I don't know. I don't know like in a way, I feel exactly the same, and I had to stop playing as well. But I also think it's amazing that it makes me feel this way. Yes, yeah. Not that that's good, even because I because I felt it so much, I had to stop. But I'm just like, 
Oh, I just think it's an incredible achievement. It's such an incredible game. Oh God, yeah. No, no, like disrespect to it. I know no. it's an amazing game. Yeah. I just couldn't hack it. Yeah, which, it, which is a bit of a weird one, one to say. But yeah, like it, I guess it was just. It felt like overwhelmingly sad just the whole time because I, I know the 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 ending as well. Like right. I kind of know the the what it pans out, and I I don't know. Just playing it from that angle was a lot. I don't know. I also know the ending, and I wish I didn't. I would just love to and hate to experience it. Yeah. Going through all that and then finding out the yeah. ending yeah. Uh, would be fascinating. Yeah, I, I think um, for me, like the, the boss that I'm very proud of defeating is Sigrun from God of War 2018. Respect. Because that was my first platinum trophy and i'd done it because i wanted to do everything in that game so desperately because i loved it so much and love it so much and sigrun was the last thing i needed to get the trophy and it was just oh my god it was like it was it was late at night and because because i had the day off the next day i was like i'm gonna get it done here i'm gonna get it done now i'm gonna stay up i'm gonna do it and i just kept on hammering and hammering and hammering and having to figure out and looking up tactics online i was like how are other people doing this and i was like exactly the way that i'm doing it just surviving oh and it was it was (laughs) Uh, I hate that moment where you look at guys it's like I'm doing that I'm doing everything you're telling me to do (laughs) big respect to both of you because I think I only I only fought one Valkyrie in God of War I think maybe there's one you have to fight for part of the story or maybe it's just there's just one that I fought and I defeated that one Uh, and then the second one I was just like what is this? You can stay this in the Odin cave. Earth is like, I don't need to do this. Yeah. I don't need to do this. And yeah. so I've only fought that one. And so I can't imagine, that was just the second one. I can't imagine how hard it gets. It's how hard ev- every is. single move from all the other Valkyries put into one boss. Oh my God, and then she's no. like nails anyway. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a good fight. It's such a frustrating fight, but so good because yeah. it, it takes everything you've learned across the game and puts it all into one massive arena. The other one would be um, the chicken from <laughs> Happy's Humble Burger Farm because it was really oh hard. God. It was really, really. Did you stream hard. that boss, or was that something you did in your own? No, time? that was something I did just for fun. Right? Okay. Uh, well, was, what, how does that work? So it's like this. It, it's this chicken in this underground, like lava place that's like full of environmental hazards, and you have to like rearrange the facility to to make it go into a room where you can then kill it. Right. But it's like it's massive, and it, you can't fight back. So if it gets you, it pecks you, and you're dead. Um, and you have like these exploding magma eggs all around the thing that you have to try and like dodge and things go off. So it's, it's basically a stealth mission where everything alerts the chicken to come and get you if you do a tripwire, explode an egg or go somewhere you're not supposed to. So you have to hide in all the vents away from this giant chicken that is just trying to kill you. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was so proud when I finished that because the other bosses are, are doable. They're like puzzly, but they're doable. You have to make like a burger for the giant pig. That Me and Rob did that one. Um, yeah. You have to make a burger and feed it to the giant pig. Happy memories. A disturbing game, yeah. that is. It really is. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a really great concept. But... But that is enough about bosses for now because we have battled the boss and won. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I will say. It was so, a good one. Yeah. So we're going to move on to comments of the week. So a moment, please, for the music. Now it's comments of the week time and we must sing. It's time. It's time. Sorry. It's, I asked you, you next. I know, but it was too, Rob it was too and I far were gone. Beautifully I didn't realise we were just well. starting. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that <laughs> it was going to be. I just it's thought time gonna... for the song. <laughs> yeah. Why were you surprised the song started? I was trying to be professional this, this is week. episode five now. 
<laughs> and yeah. we did a pilot. Come on. Ash goes after Rob, right? And then I'm last. That's right. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's time, it's time for comments, comments of the, the week. week. I my key's really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I struggle. I, struggle I can never totally. fail because I get to go first. Yeah. So it's easy. <laughs> Oh, I, I have to I have to start and then I think oh maybe I should go oh, it's time. Oh, until I find, find it, the one find it in there somewhere just yes. fix it in post but this is comments of the week from the hashtag pod squad pod squad, pod squad. come on Rosie there she is <laughs> and the pod squad are people lovely lovely people that leave comments on our YouTube videos or messages on social media or send things in by carrier pigeon with the hashtag pod squad attached and that means their message may get read out in a podcast in a future episode and that future episode is right now so first up we have sam jamie leon who says that's three people no sam jamie leon (laughs) it's all one word it's all one word but on my sheet it's like it's cut off so it just says sam jamie (laughs) sam jamie yon um and they say playstation access can you help settle a debate oh no probably not you're gonna make us have a debate now aren't you so it's hashtag pod squad hashtag vod squad hashtag playstation access (laughs) All bases covered. My friend thinks Blitzball, Final Fantasy X, is the best Final Fantasy minigame. It's clearly Triple Triad, Final Fantasy VIII. Maybe a new segment. Help a guy feel smug. Can I say that I think, that if I'm right, I think Rob agrees that Blitzball is the best. I'm not sure about Rosie. Rosie maybe likes Triple Triad. And I'm out. I've not played either. Ash, do you have any thoughts on this matter? Squats is the best minigame in Final Fantasy. Squats. 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 Oh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake squats. Squats. Against Jules. Yeah. Squats. <laughs> They're really hard, the squats. And the pull-ups. Yeah. Mm. Rob and Rosie, just make it, make this debate happen. What's the best minigame in Final Fantasy? It's Triple Triad. Oh, I thought <gasps> you loved Blitzball. I do love Blitzball, but Triple Triad is he's untouchable. It's such a wow, good game. I was wrong. Such a good game. Yeah, I don't think it's Blitzball, but... Ooh. I'm trying to think but of what I... But she also I'm... doesn't think no, it's I'm trying triple to... triad. No, well... I, I prefer the Final Fantasy IX Tetra. Um... The one that you were rubbish at, Rosie. I'm good at Tetra. <gasps> when we did the stream of Final Fantasy IX, I gave you that five challenges. That was when I was learning. And that one was... of the challenges was win a game of Tetra Master. <laughs> we were was... there for like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that was before I fully was learning it. That was before I was fully learning it. After the stream, that's when I was like, okay, because I agree, I was rubbish then. And then I was like, I like the music. So I was like, okay, I'm going to fully look into this. And uh, that's when I was like. No, that's blasphemy, Rosie. Triple triad (laughs) is supreme. Well, absolutely sublime. There's that debate debated. Well, there's also just, I want to give a little bit of shout out in um, the DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake with Yuffie. You know, the... um, the the game in the original Final Fantasy when you've got the tower and you have to send the armies yes, in. Yes, the Fort so, Condor. Fort Condor, game, that's yeah, yeah. it. The way the DLC does that as a mini game is actually really fun. It is very good. There are lots of very good mini games across Final mm. Fantasy, but for me, Triple Triad. The Chocobos. It's so good. It's unbelievably good. Well, it sounds like we've maybe settled one debate and started another there. Mm. Um, triple Triad but or Blitz, something Blitz else. Blitzball is great. I yeah, Blitzball's, yeah. I, I love Blitzball. Yeah. You'd like it, Dave, I think, as well. It's like it's like football manager, but oh. for underwater. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hold that. <laughs> for underwater football. It's great. I'm not a football can, manager fan. No, just so you know, I don't know. It'd be more, it's more like Pez Master League. You can okay. sign, you can sign players, you can level the players up. They learn and you each player get, you, you, you attach stories to them. I think I'd like Triple Triad more. 
I think you would as well because it's amazing. Okay. I'm just saying you'd also like Blitzball. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't had as much experience with Triple tri- Triad as I have with Tetra. So that's, I think maybe to I Final Fantasy VIII's credit, I, I just need more. I need more experience with Triple Triad. I collected all the cards in Triple Triad. It's so good. I just mainly anyway. remember those people at the hot dog shop who were always up for a game of Triple Triad. Well, not the hot dog shop, sorry. It's like the school where you they always have... Such different vibes. I was like, oh, do they sell a different food stuff? It's like, sorry, not hot dogs. Are you talking um, about the cafeteria? School. <laughs> cafeteria. <laughs> It's I've a cafeteria. Oh my god! You've got to try their hot dogs, but yeah. I can, yeah, you never, you never get their hot dog. That's what I meant. Yeah. I just Rosie's, remember those three oh, at the that. table. Rosie's talking that. about the school cafeteria in Ballant <laughs> Garden, who have famously good hot dogs. That yes. Zell is never on time for. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, I just remember yeah. the three people at the table always talking about. <laughs> Oh, God. oh that was good Rosie that was good another day at the hot dog shop I mean school every day is a hot dog shop day <laughs> oh my goodness right can't go to bed late tonight it's a, uh, yeah, it's a hot dog shop night yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking about the hot dogs and the sausages from uh, that game we play where you throw hot dogs at each other as oh well. stick yeah, yeah yeah no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. That's in a school as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's. Oh. <gasps> it is as well. Yeah. My God, the Weird. gymnasium. <laughs> oh my God, hot dogs and schools together. I know, makes sense <laughs> at last. Right, so our next uh, Pod Squad comment is from Valiant Bradley James, who says, You need to get the band together, Dave on guitar, because you play guitar, right? Rosie on drums. I can just see her going crazy like Animal of the Muppets. <laughs> That's true. And, and, then, and then Rob. I don't know what Ash and Rob should do. Mainly I'm curious to see everyone in their rock outfits well, I used, together. <laughs> I used to play the drums. Did you? I should be on the drums, yeah. You can, yeah, do you Rosie take the, should be on bass. Rosie drum? plays bass. Like a, a full drum kit? Drum, drum, or a, a bongo? Just the snare. <laughs> a drum, just the snare. Drum kit, yeah. Nice. Used to, used to play the drums. How long did in you my, do that for? Uh, for a few years. I was in the school orchestra. I played, nice. I played drums at the Royal Festival Hall in London. Oh, wow. For my school. Wow. wow. A gig. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was Ash, an orchestral we, performance I was going to say if we had like a band which had slight awesome classical elements to it you could do violin I could I played violin in the school orchestra you could do guitar as well though we I could, could have two I, guitars I'm not very good at guitar I I, I was alright at violin um, but I used to try and get out of orchestra all the time like it was mandatory if you had um musical instrument lessons at school because you get them for free yeah um because it was, it was nice it's nice of them you could you could do any instrument you wanted but you had to play in orchestra as kind of like your your payment. payment and i managed to avoid it for like three years i don't know how but like three <laughs> years i just got i got the lessons and did all the, the fun stuff but i didn't have to go to orchestra because <laughs> i was just like oh i'm busy i'm busy on a monday i'm busy on a monday and then my friend dropped me in it one night i was like ash how come you're never at orchestra you're always free and i'm like <laughs> My, my teacher was like, right, well, you come in. It's time uh, to, to go and play second violin. Not even first. Well, you either play violin or guitar or you've got to sing. I can do ukulele. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that counts. All right. Sorted then. Well, we just need a name for the band now. Then please, Pod Squad. PlayStation Access Band. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or PAB. Yeah. P- plan, pl- bland, 
Plabland Station. Plabland. <laughs> I just like Plabland. Plabland. PlayStation Band Sess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our next comment is from Jordan F, which says Pod slash Vod Squad. How did they type all that? <laughs> Teach me. I got married yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations. And got ready for the ceremony whilst listening to this podcast. Thank you all for helping to take my mind off my nerves. Great as always. You know, it's the only married member of this podcast didn't say congratulations yeah i did <laughs> I <just> went, <laughs> commiserations <laughs> i didn't say that either <laughs> that's very cool though I that think is very cool that's fantastic so nice. i do I remember we're how, i do remember how nervous i was as well mm. on on my wedding day is it a nervous oh. thing so i'm just oh, like yeah, oh massively person you love walk down high five do a kiss All right. Get going. Like, yeah. I usually, I was so nervous. I Everyone's don't looking remember at you. you being You got a nervous. speech as well to, oh, okay. to oh, do. Yeah. Rob's speech was really good. Was it? Was yeah, it like, was I really love good. my wife? No. Um, that might have been in there, but I just remember it was really <laughs> funny and good. did a very good job. It's nice anyway to have been part of someone's big day. That's a new one. That's yeah. a new one. Should we, should we, in case anyone listens to this podcast also on their wedding day, yeah. should we prepare like a wedding message? Oh yeah, let's make it really distracting. Oh, have pigs. you got the rings? For ah. God's sake. Weddings are great. Weddings are great. There's four animals running loose in the venue. Uh. Collect them. Think ah. about your dinner. What are you having for dinner? Is uh, it a good dinner? This is def- have they definitely made the right choice? Yeah. How does your partner feel about PlayStation Access Podcast? You That's have to ask point. them at That's the altar. Good- yeah. You can't marry them until you know that they're... Achoo! And I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Have a lovely day. Have, have a lovely day. Have a fantastic day. day. Relax, relax. Relax. You'll smash it. It's going to be it. fun. All your favourite people are there. Yeah. Rob, what's your advice? Just make sure you've got the rings pressed. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. It's too good. I can't My advice, be angry. I don't know. I, I don't know. You just got to get through it. Uh, you get through the speeches and then it's fun when it's the disco at the end. Woo! And remember, everyone, everyone is there to be happy and everyone wants you to do to well. win <laughs> and <laughs> to, to win. have a good day so you know if you've got a speech the speech was the bit for me that I was most nervous about um, at the end of the day no one no one's going to be like oh my god that was a terrible speech can I just say can, uh, having been a best man I think the best man's got it way worse oh yeah I've been a best man as well once and it was also yeah also very nerve wracking um, then you just but, got the speech not all your favourite people yeah. are there yeah. You t- you know, when I was the best man, no one's necessarily willing you to do well. <laughs> just like, oh. When I was the best man, about ten percent of the wedding knew who I was. Ooh. So again, it was like, "Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just this random guy. Most of you don't know. Here's some Ooh. jokes." <laughs> Goodness, I've been a wedding guest. Okay, yeah. how was that? It was. It was fine. Yeah, it was nice. I did some dancing. I. Uh, actually, I w- I, it was my friend's wedding and I went um, with other friends, so the, the, the friend's table. And um, I wasn't with my partner, so I was just with my other mate whose partner also wasn't there, so us two were paired up. And uh, it was like that, everybody go to the dance floor, it's the couple's time uh, to dance. Yes. Um, so like, you know, you have the, the wedding couple do their main bit and then the couples come on and do their bit. And um, all the couples went up and me and my mate were like, well, we should go and dance. We're, we're friends, we should go and do it. But he like didn't like do the normal dance. He had two 
beers in each hand and I had two, two beers in each hand I had, had four beers no, like he had a beer in each hand and I had a beer in my hand so we were just dancing at each other with these <laughs> with beers like dancing all these wonderful beers. little videos going on of all the hungry that wasn't a song that's what I was imagining playing so both of us were there like just awkwardly dancing with some beers at each other why in- couldn't you put them down I don't know we just went to the dance floor and I was like oh my god okay we should we should do like the dance and he was like, nah, man, it's fine. Just vibe. And I was like, okay. You can't <laughs> slow dance with a friend. You no, can't. Well, yeah, it's, we didn't. You just can't. You we need slow the, dance you need with the, the beer. beers in the hand. Yeah. I think it's fine. I love being yeah. a wedding guest. I think it's great. Also, one thing that I love getting is a wedding invite that says no children allowed. Classic. Because yeah. it means that my wife and I get a day off. And oh, you have to. Someone else. It's not other it's people's children. Yeah, it's yeah. your own. So if if I have any advice, <laughs> it's put no children allowed on your invite and give all of the parents who are coming to your wedding a lovely, nice day off being Ro- a parent for the day. Um, Rosie and Ash, it's, you're a bit younger, so you, I don't think you've probably yet got into the wedding season. vein of weddings that you will in your life. I can remember being around 30 and suddenly everybody I knew was getting married. Yeah. You go through like two years of like every other weekend you're a, a wedding and they're fun but they're like oh god they're so tiring and now it's been a couple of years because of the pandemic and and uh because my friends are all a little bit older i haven't had i haven't been to a wedding in a couple of years and i'm no, going to a neither. wedding next year and are i can't you? wait i'm yeah. like yes it's gonna be so good i'm like really excited to see my friends get married and to see everyone and have a really great time sort of so. f- some free food and a dance yeah it's, it's a great. party it's good stuff. just a free party i'm it's excited party. as well because actually when this podcast is live i'm <gasps> going to be at my first like childhood friends wedding congratulations she's got to listen to the podcast on her wedding and hear us going are you sure oh my it's God. the right thing <laughs> <laughs> ignore that part yeah no so <laughs> so that she's um the first out of my like childhood friends to actually get married so i'm really excited and like i don't know how emotional wise i'm gonna be like oh She's getting married. Yeah. I'm going to like see my friends. And when we went to the Hindu, we were, my friends and I were saying like, oh, you know, the little thing of who do you think will be next? And all of us were literally like, they're really expensive. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, we love our partners, but they're very expensive, aren't they? So we were just like, I don't think I've got any weddings coming up for a bit, but hey, might be surprised, but I'm super excited for, for this one. Well, I hope you and Katie have a fantastic time, but no oh. one else. No one else. Just you two. <laughs> not even the groom. Not no, especially even not the, the groom. groom. And the best man. Good luck. <laughs> and like a good best man, this is my speech to say, <laughs> let's wrap it up. <laughs> Will you please make your way to the dining room? Someone has left their Ford parked in front <laughs> yeah. of someone else's car and they can't the get DJ out. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite Peter K jokes is always like, you know, Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> you can't understand a word they say, but you yeah. always understand. They always the word. have terrible buffet. PAs at yeah. weddings, don't they? The <laughs> yeah. speech always sort of feedback and like that sort of rumble. Yeah. Oh well, in in that in that sense, then before we go, <laughs> very good. <laughs> Okay, guys, do you have anything you want to mention before we go in the before we go section? I do. I want to just say that I have you been watching... You drew in breath ready to <laughs> say that. I do. I do. I'm the most important. I'm the most important. Uh, it's because I just finished watching Severance last night on Apple TV 
plus i don't know apple tv maybe there's a plus and it's amazing i loved it and everyone should watch it i really 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 enjoyed it and also you just shouldn't know anything about it before you watch it so just take my advice that it's good and watch it watch it watch the first two episodes and deal with them if you're thinking hmm because it pays off so good by the end of it if you're thinking hmm after the first two episodes i did i did really yeah just because it's it was it was very slow um and not in a bad way it was considered and thoughtful but then it got into the meat of like oh what's going on here what are the interesting things happening where where is this going and by the end i literally yelled at the end i, I like, will ah! i will give you a, i will give you it is a bit slow but i think that they it just presents you the first bit you're for ages you're just like what is going on and yeah. then it sort of reveals enough and then my mind just started thinking i was just thinking about it my away mind started by star- thinking. <laughs> yes you may begin to think um like away from episode one i just started thinking about you know it like unfurls mm. the the situation which i'm trying very hard to avoid explaining like the realities of that situation you just start thinking about wow it would mean this and it would mean that and how do they do that oh, and it's just i just thought it was yeah. incredible and i highly 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 recommend that you watch it as ash and i have yeah we're the best what else? What has everyone else been up to? I'm what? trying to think of the last film I saw, and it was a. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's been a while, but it was it was actually a couple of weekends ago, and I watched The Mummy One and Two for yes. the first time. Yes. For the first time. I'm for the so, first time. Oh, so I feel like they'd be films you'd love. I, I love see the, the Mummy. I remember. I always wanted to watch The Mummy as a kid because Looney Tunes back in action uh, had the same like main actor um, and. He was always like, you know, in Looney Tunes back in action, he was like, oh yeah, I'm in that film more than Brendan is and stuff. And I was always like, what's the mummy? Like Looney Tunes back in action's referencing the mummy. I've got to watch the mummy. Who's, um, in, who's the actor who's in that? Brendan. Brendan. Brendan Fraser. He's Brendan in, Fraser. He's in Looney Tunes back in action yeah, as well. He's, yeah, he's the main, the main like oh. male protagonist. Wow. So, I love Brendan Fraser and I love Rachel Weisz. I love all the Mummy films. I agree. They're so the much fun. I, I prefer the first Mummy film. I prefer yeah. the the more sort of like creepy, spooky with like a bit I of do. corniness it in feels, it. Oh, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to equate the Mummy films to Alien and Aliens, but just in terms <laughs> of like the vibe of the first one. <laughs> yeah. The first one is like a bit scary. Mm. The second one is. <laughs> Yeah, the second one. The bus scene in the second one when they're fighting all these like things on the bus. It's so much fun. Yeah. So it's a great adventure, but I think I misquote the mummy at least once a week by just going do not read from the book. Yes, I love yes. that bit. So Whenever sad. you the do anything beetles. that you shouldn't do. Yeah. No, <sighs> you must not read from the book. It's so good. Oh, he's so what scared. He's so scared done. and they are reading from yeah. the book. Oh, it's great. It's my favourite bit is when he's there with the book with locusts on him. Mm. Yeah. What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the scarab beetle bit where I he gets eaten say. alive oh, by the scarab beetle. Oh, they're horrible. so horrible. The gnarliest The way it goes through his shoe and he's screaming. Oh, oh it's really When you horrible. see it like in its skin as yeah. well. Or in he their watches skin, it go like... all the way up and like into his eye. Oh, it's oh, so, so good. Awful. I was like, again, again, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> the end though, where is, is it Benny? Is that his name? Yeah, Benny. I yeah. Think. He gets left behind and he's in the room. He's oh, got a tight, goes, the torch yes. is guttering out. Just see them all coming in. And it yeah. goes black, and then you just hear that. It's a good it's comeuppance, isn't it? Yeah, oh. He deserves it for sure. He does, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I watched Jungle Cruise not too long ago, which uh, I'm only mentioning because... Is that The Rock and... Yes, I love The Rock. 
I right. love the rock films. Like if I'm going to watch something, oh, he's like not... my new Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cause he used to be like, I'll watch Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Cause I love like a, a dumb action film. And yeah. now it's, if the rocks in it, I'll watch Have it. Have you seen yeah. the second Jumanji film with him yet? I yeah. 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 I've seen that. Can I, I like just say it. I love The Rock as well, but I thought Jungle Cruise was rubbish. I, I bring it up because it reminded me of a lesser mummy because right. um, what's his face? Mr. Mister Fresh Meat. Jack Whitehall? Yes. Jack Whitehall is in it as like false Jonathan from The Mummy. Yes. Like he's absolutely Jonathan. Yeah. And the whole way through I was like, man, I really want to watch The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should. Let's watch The Mummy. Yeah. I'm well up for that. Group screening back at the office. Let's all go and watch yeah. The Mummy again. I'll happily watch it again. Good. I haven't seen the third film though. I got the trilogy and I've heard people talk about the third film. Yeah, the third but... one isn't as, you know, you don't need to watch that. The first two. So yeah, first two, two I've heard where it's at. Which one has a Scorpion King in? Is it the third two. one? Is it two? Just yeah. a two. Did you see Mr. Was... Rock? Mr. <laughs> Rock is the Scorpion King. <laughs> I was really surprised that the Scorpion King had his own spin-off film. Yes. Yeah, he does. Well, have because in the film, well. I after the hype I heard of the Scorpion King, I thought he was going to be a lot more in the film. But he's not. Yeah. He's hardly in The Mummy 2. Just the be- bit in the beginning... And then the bit in the end, yeah. they still focus more on the villain in the first film than they do the well, Scorpion I think King. It was like a big deal at the time that it was The Rock, yeah. Dwayne Johnson's oh, first that ever sense. movie appearance. Mm. It was his first ever appearance, I believe. Um, so there was the big hype of oh, The Rock is in this. Oh my God. That makes sense. Um, and he must have probably part of the deal was I need my own spin off movie as well, please. <laughs> Completely aside, think... but this has made me think of Stargate as well. Very different vibe, but does everyone like Stargate? The sand in it, I guess. It's, well, it's also about Egypt. It's about it's about the pyramids and the ancient Egyptians. I've and seen it, but I can't remember it. I was going to say, I think I've seen it, but I'm trying to remember it. Basically, the pharaohs are aliens and they uncover this Stargate, an ancient Egyptian artifact, and learn that it's a portal. And that's how the pharaohs came down to Earth and they enslaved everybody because they were like gods but they weren't gods they were just technologically advanced aliens and humans being classic humans uncover this stargate and resurrect it and then travel through to this other planet um and they have a big fight with the pharaohs it's good it's really good it's quite 90s like as in it looks a bit old i think i can picture their armor is their armor like the gray i know because they like gray helmet but is it anubis you know that the sort of dog mask with the big yes. it's very classic i mean they're egyptians they're they're based on egyptian artifacts it's ra there ra is the god is the the big bad yeah at the end ra ra is the ra is ra. legit ah! <laughs> That's what he does. yeah ra is, bast is legit there? no i don't think so oh, maybe bast, bast is the big cat i think no there's no big cat unfortunately oh. i'd love that but there are some alien creatures big like like alien cows or like an alien cow meets an alien horse meets an alien kind of elephant. It's great. And I think the main character is called David. Oh, yeah, there we go. There's the real reason. That, I mean, he just happens then. to be smart and funny. He's not actually very funny. He's just smart. All he is is just a scientist. That's, <laughs> okay. really, that's really it. He has glasses too. Great guy. Okay, well, if you want to see your own version of David, not from Stargate, then you can do so on the PlayStation Access channel. Nice. Which we will be on also, the rest of us will be, (laughs) throughout the coming weeks and also the 
future. Uh, hopefully longer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm, I'm finishing up the podcast now and you can look forward to more access coming up over on YouTube. So we have streams every Monday and Thursday. We have a store update on a Tuesday, previews like Tuesday checklists on a Wednesday and features every Friday. Loads of fun stuff. And as this is episode five of our podcast, it's actually the penultimate episode. I the know. next one we do is the finale of the season. The season finale, some oh might say. Oh, that's mad. Oh, I hope everybody's been enjoying it. And yeah. please do continue to let us know if you have, because it makes us feel nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. please. We love hearing from you guys, both in the pod squad and just in general. It's so great when we launch an episode and hear what you think of it. So yeah, please get in touch. Let us know. And we'll do a big bit of feedback at the end of this season as well. So you can talk about it and let us know what you think and what you want to hear from us in the future. For now, though, this has been the PlayStation Access Podcast. I've been your host, Ash, joined by Rob, Dave and Rosie, who are all going to say goodbye very harmoniously. Goodbye. Gorgeous. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. PlayStation.